Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Now we're on the Clippers, and it's just, I think, uh, we got something special. We can make history here. That's the sound of the Kawhiet Riot horn. This is Clipcast with a capital K for Kawhi. I am Chris Kawild, and I am waiting patiently amidst the buzz of the fans and reporters and the Los Angelinos because Kawhi is kawumming today. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, there's police, there's media, there's DJ Dents, there's Clipper Darrell, there's Chuck the Condor. There is a buzz in the building at a beautiful refurbished rec center with Clippers logos everywhere because Uncle Steve Ballmer gave the city of Los Angeles a ton of dough and refurbished a ton of rec centers. And these rec centers are a thing of beauty for the community. We are sitting here waiting and I see some stirrings out there. Here come the police. Could this be the moment where Kawhi enters the building? cameras are being readied police officers there are three of them now walking over here but Kawhi is not following I see Brian Seaman in the building I see Farbod aka Forbes bod covering the Clippers for Forbes in the building here come the cops the police are walking through the door the excitement is palpable all right here we go this could be the moment of truth i talked to clipper daryl who was no stranger to hyperbole and he says this is the greatest moment in clippers history and i have to agree the most exciting moment in clippers history for me probably winning game seven versus the spurs i believe the defending champion spurs game five in phoenix triple overtime 2006 this may eclipse them all welcome to clips cast and here comes paul george here comes paul george holding his daughter in his hands looking sharp in a suit not wearing a jersey he's going to hold the jersey up here comes paul george holding his beautiful daughter in his hands in a sharp suit not wearing a new clippers jersey will he be holding up a new clippers jersey i have spotted paul george Paul George and Kawhi Leonard walk in together. Paul George wearing a blazer. Kawhi looking sharp in red and gray. And the crowd goes Kawhi. Sitting on the dais right to left across your radio dial. New Clipper Kawhi Leonard. New Clipper Paul George. Clipper owner Steve Ballmer. Clipper coach Doc Rivers. And rounding it out, Clipper general manager, Lawrence Frank. And there's the voice of the Clippers, Brian Seaman, my man crush. And here we go. Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Brian Seaman, and I'm the voice of your Los Angeles Clippers. And I'm pretty sure I speak, I'm pretty sure I speak for everybody when I say we are so excited for you to be here today to celebrate a truly historic moment for the Clippers, and their fans. Before we begin, I would love nothing more than to acknowledge all of the Clippers staff that are here lining the back of the gym. They know the magnitude of this moment better than maybe anybody else, so thank you for joining us as we celebrate again.
foremost, Flying Paul. Thank you. It means a great deal for players of this magnitude to decide to be Clippers and to put their trust in us. Kwai's uh, mother, Kim Robertson, Kwai's uncle, Dennis Robertson, his agent, Mitch Frankel of Impact Sports, and all of Kwai's family and friends from the Inland Empire in San Diego. We'd like to thank Paul and Paulette George, Paul's agent, Aaron Mintz of CAA Sports, and all of his family and friends from LA and the Antelope Valley. We're honored to be united today. None of us would be here today without this man, Steve Bomber, okay? When Steve bought the team five years ago, his intention was to make the LA Clippers the ultimate destinations for players and their families. He's made an unbelievable commitment to make sure every day that we're, we're striving towards that goal. There are so many people, both in basketball operations and business operations, who contributed to help make this moment possible. I can't possibly uh, list them all, but our gratitude is there. But there are a couple of vital members that I do want to acknowledge uh, that had a huge part in, in helping us get to where we are today. First, Doc Rivers, championship head coach. Jerry West, the greatest architect there is in the game. Last year, Doc called our group a blacktop team because of the toughness and grit that they brought to the court. Our players and coaches deserve a ton of credit today. It was the culture that they created that made Hawaii and Paul want to join our group. So again, we want to acknowledge just what they set forth and what we're going to continue to build on. And I think the things that, in terms of talking to Kawhi and talking to Paul, it's the toughness, the hard play, the drama-free in the premier market in the National Basketball Association. We'd like to acknowledge right now two players who won't be returning, Shea Gildas Alexander and Danilo Gallinari. Shea's going to be a special player in this league. Gallagher is already a high performer. We wish him nothing but the best and will be pulling for him throughout their careers. As much as we loved our team last year, we knew we needed elite talent to compete at the highest level. One of the hardest things to do in the NBA is to get one superstar, let alone two superstars, who respect and complement each other like Kawhi and Paul do. It was only a month ago that Kawhi took home another finals MVP trophy. He is a champion. He is a winner. He wins everywhere he goes. From King High School to San Diego State to the NBA. Paul shares many of those same qualities. He is an elite scorer and a relentless defender who is one of the most versatile players in the NBA. One of the reasons we stockpiled draft picks was to trade for a foundational star like Paul. Kawhi and Paul are franchise-changing players who are force multipliers. They make everyone in the organization better. They are the two best two-way players in our game today. They work relentlessly for everything they get, and they always have since their prepping collegiate days not too far away from here. We didn't just pursue them because they're tremendous talents. We pursued them because they fit so well together amongst our group as well. Adding Kawhi and Paul to the roster is both an immense privilege and a huge responsibility, one we take seriously. They expect to win championships, so do we. We can't wait to partner with them and maximize the extraordinary opportunity in front of us. Thank you.
That's coming. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, that's why we're here today. We're here to celebrate. All right? We're here to celebrate that uh, not only just the, the Clipper brand, uh, this, this feels more like a, a movement to me. It, it really does. Uh, but this is more about what's coming, not, not today. Uh, today is for them. Uh, today is a great day for them and for the franchise. Uh, but then, when you guys leave the gym, we're going to get to work. And, and that's the moment that we want. Like, we've done some winning. We've done some winning. We want to be the winners, the champs. Um, I'm super proud uh, to introduce this next gentleman. Five years ago, he bought the Los Angeles Clippers. And if you've ever been to a game from basically 2014 to the last game we played, you have witnessed firsthand his energy, his passion, his emotion that he has for the Clippers. Please welcome Clippers chairman, Steve Ballmer. Palmer dropped his notes.
I'm here with Brian Seaman, the voice of the LA Clippers. Where were you when That's the story great. dropped? So I'm two time zones away. I'm vacationing, if you want to call it that, in West Des Moines, Iowa. You're and vacationing yeah. in Iowa. Well, that's where I'm from, so before you make any jokes. That was Iowa and me. So I, I go to bed. I'm in bed. And right. I wake up at 5.30 and I All check right. Twitter. But I'm thinking it's done. Like I'm, not, like, I'm not thinking anything is happening. And I see Gallinari's tweet that he said, I think he said something to the fact that it's been real. And yes. loved it, the Clippers. And I said, uh, something just went down. Right. And I knew that, and I loved, first of all, I loved Gallo. Oh, like, I best. loved Gallo. He, he was my man crush on the Clippers. Loved him. So he was I was coolest. sad to see him go, yeah. but I knew something massive had just happened. So I knew that we got Kawhi, even though I hadn't read it. I just Amazing. didn't know who else we got. Right. And when I told my family, it was early in the morning, uh, some choice words were used when we were celebrating, but I was in West Des Moines, Iowa, 5.30 in the morning, and I, my first thought went to, I was so happy for Lawrence Frank, Michael Winger, Trent Redden, Mark Hughes, and then, of course, Doc Rivers. These guys have put in the time, and when Doc came here, I don't know if you get a free agent like a Kawhi yet. Yeah. I don't think there was an first infrastructure. first thing Kawhi said was, I'm here because of Doc Rivers. I, I don't think, I just don't think the infrastructure as well was there, and... Doc built it up. Lawrence took it to the next level. Steve Ballmer took it to the next level beyond that. I mean, w were you there for the Baron Davis press conference 11 years ago? My favorite Baron Davis moment was when he hit the buzzer beater versus the Celtics. Yes. And then also throwing the pass out of the sunroof of the Kia to Blake so Griffin. So that was the, the last play he ever made as, as a, a Clipper, Clipper, by the way. But I was not at the press conference so for Baron. So my point to that is it was in the media room with where the Clippers are in Staples Center. And I don't think it was Phil all the way. Oh my God! Here we are in a gymnasium that seats two to three hundred people. Am I exaggerating? Not there at were, all. There were there. How many mem everywhere. media members? This was this was a legitimate like you would see in the movies press conference. Yes. And I just, to me, the whole story of this season, aside from what we think is going to happen, is extinguishing any of those people who still think this is the the mom and pop Clippers. You mentioned all. It's the, a long way from Sports yeah. Illustrated cover 20 oh, years right ago to the day almost right with paper bags over your head. I saw your tweet. Was it yes. you yesterday doing yes. that? I, I tell you, man, it's just this is such a great place to be. I, I truly feel, and I mean it. Like I know everybody's. I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky. I thought, you know, wonder what if I went to another team and I right. and I look back at this moment that they're having now, and I'd be so jealous of what Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, all these guys have accomplished. I went around the block to go next door for your question, but I used to go solo, and I'm, you know, on the radio, so I'm used to rambling. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good radio. This is a radio show. It's an audio show. 
So are you planning any new calls for Kawhi? Well, and you've Paul given George? me some great ones that you've been very kind to text me with, so it's going to be <laughs> I apologize. That will continue. <laughs> I mean, literally for years, until you switch your phone number, Bacon basically. and eggs is, is obviously the leader in the club. I won't say which player, but I once called the player a ham and egger when he roughed up Blake a little bit. Yeah, I said, nickel he's and dimer. He's a yeah, ham and egger. I love exactly. that. But I got it from Bobby the Brain Heenan, WWF. Do you remember that? Come on. I'm not a wrestling guy. That's I'm not anymore. and a rash. I got, once I had a girlfriend, I stopped watching it. She's like, you don't like that. Oh, no, no. No, like a and tear went down my eyes. Yes. <laughs> hide your iron cheek figures. Oh, yes. But, yes. Uh, I'm going to work on some, and you've really given some great inspiration. So if hindsight is 2020, are the Clippers NBA champions in 2020? So I love what Doc Rivers said. He said, this is a fine moment. It is not our finest. It, to me, for the first time ever for this organization, if they stay healthy, I, I just don't know a team that could match them in the starting five, and I don't know one that could match them off the bench, and I definitely don't know one that has both elements. So in 11 months, I think we're going to be having a lot of fun. Thank you. It was a pleasure to listen to you just now, and we'll be listening all season long to Brian Seaman, the voice of the L.A. Clippers. You're a good man. I disagree. I'm here with Miriam Swanson, longtime Clipper beat writer. You also cover the L.A. Sparks. How big is this for L.A. basketball? It's kind of big, a little bit. Yeah, you know, we've got two superstar duos leading two NBA teams down the hallway from one another. I mean, what gets, what gets get better than that? Do you cover the L word as well? I like to call them the L word on this show because it's a Clippers show. I do, I do a little bit, um, but my priority has been the Clippers, and, and I uh, yeah, fill in and up. help out with, with the L word. Uh, and then, of course, like you said, do the sports. Are you and I going to be seeing each other next summer around June? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Where were you when the Kawhi Paul George story drops? Are you home? I love this question. It's okay, like it's like the question you? of NBA fans in yes. LA. Um, I was home. I had fallen asleep next to my six year old son. Your, the earthquake home. rocked you to sleep. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we came down from the earthquake, and then my phone went nuts. So and, okay, so. Yeah. I have an eight-year-old, yeah. so I know you're in bed reading to your six-year-old. Yeah. Are you literally falling asleep in your child's bed in a single yes. bed together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and I was uh, me and the six-year-old boy where we were. I was asleep, and it's but but I, I didn't leave any. My phone was near me the whole time, and it right. did its job. And ding, 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 ding. You woke up and he's on your phone playing a game. No, it's the it's the world. It's he was the Woges and the friends and everybody texting and sure. tweeting, and, and I was like, your oh, phone blew I, up. I was like, yes. Yeah. So Kawhi must have said he's coming. And then I realized, oh, wait, Paul George is coming too. No, that's the real shock. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, get the cobwebs out the head and write a story. Right. Yeah. How much are you looking forward to this upcoming season? I mean, these stories are I want, I want going to, ask, to write themselves. Yeah. Well, kind of. I know I mean, you have to write them. <laughs> it, was, it was only that easy. But it almost is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, the drama is just laid out there. It's like as Absolutely. though someone scripted it. Yes. You know? And, and I never realized. That these guys were teammates for a half a second in for Indiana. Half a second. And they both got drafted by Indiana, and you know, fate, that was my as big, fate has it. That yeah. was my big takeaway from today was when Paul George said it was destiny that they be together. What was your big takeaway from this crazy thing we just experienced today? Um, how? Let's see. There's a lot. There's. Let's see. What? I guess. This is good radio, me pausing and not saying anything. I edit this down. Okay, it's cool. like dramatic music swelling <laughs> right now. It's a great audio experience. There's so much to say. I mean, it, I, I guess for a lot of people, just the, how surreal it feels. You know, that this is this packed gymnasium with so much, like, such buzz for, you know, a Clippers press conference. Yes. And that is significant. That's historic. That's I like that it wasn't some showy thing. No, too. no, no. It was just, like, good energy, the right kind of energy, what you would expect from this organization. Yes. Um, a bunch of really well-behaved kids, eight-year-old, six-year-old, we appreciate that. That's not easy. Uh, it's hot. Yeah. Um, They're in a gym. They can't play. <laughs> they have to sit quietly. But they got to, you know, get, a, get first hands or front row seats to see you know, Kawhi and PG, so that's cool. How psyched are you for Brian Seaman, the voice of the LA Clippers? I love it. He's, He's the best. He's the best. Yeah. I it's am about time so people, happy. More people understand how good yes. he is. Yes. Because I have Sirius XM NBA radio, mm -hmm. no big deal. Yeah. But I hear all the other no. casters, He's, the broadcasters, he, the guys is, who call the games, the gals who call the games. Absolutely. I mean, for a guy that talented to get a shot at 
doing it in this market with a team that's going to be really relevant. Mm -hmm. You know, the world's going to know what we know. Like he, he, he's like a Kawhi Leonard of, of, of broadcasting. broadcasting for yes, sure. and you are a Kawhi Leonard of sports journalism. And thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> I'm who, trying. I'm having fun. Who will win the NBA championship 2020? Miriam. Portland Trail. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. Sadly, Portland. No, I, yeah, People I, do sleep on Portland, by the way. I, they no do. No one has them in their top four. Every five. year, last year, they're like, ah, they might even make the playoffs. They go to the conference but, yeah. finals. And yeah, okay, they didn't do great there, but you know, they got there. Something we haven't done. Uh huh. We're about I, to. I'm, don't don't sleep on Portland. However, I can see it going through LA. Oh yeah. yeah. LA 2020. Let's do it. Clipper Darrell, right, I had you on video earlier. We gotta get you on audio now. Let's you, do that. Even though you and I are too handsome for audio, you should see us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is this the greatest day in Clipper Nation history thus far? Man, bro, this can't. Man, who can? What can top it, man? Right. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and they want to be here in the red, white, and blue, baby. That's right. Man, it's crazy, bro. You have to compare it a little to when Chris Paul joins, right? Mm. Now that being said. It's so different. It's Vinny Del Negro's Clippers. It's Donald Sterling's Clippers. Mm -hmm. Now it's 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 Steve Ballmer, the best owner in all of professional sports. It's his team. It's championship coach Doc Rivers. Yeah. His team. We just heard Kawhi Leonard said he wants to come here because of coach Doc Rivers. Exactly. We heard Paul George say he wants to come here because he grew up a Clippers fan. So Clipper Darrell, we know you're the biggest Clipper fan <laughs> of them all. Where were you when the Kawhi story dropped? What did you feel in that moment? Where were you? I was asleep, man. <laughs> that I, earthquake I, rocked you to sleep? I went to sleep. My boy Tony Farmar was, was ringing my phone, right? Right. So he, 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 he said, Darrell, did you hear the news? I said, what news? He said, y'all just got Kawhi and, and, and PG. So you woke up that night? Yeah. Okay. And I said, I said, man, I said, bro, Am I dreaming? I said, don't f with me, man. <laughs> don't mess with I'm me, fragile. man. I'm sleeping. I'm fragile. All right? Yeah. And he said, no, it's true. Right? And then all of a sudden, my other phone started ringing, right. and I knew it was true, bro. I went straight bananas. Of course you did. I, I was screaming through the house, and I went outside, did a video to Snoop, because he said we wasn't going to get him. Uh -huh. So you already know I had to go back at him. Yeah, I'm glad then, you did. Then I went back in the house, put my clothes on, jumped in the car, shot down to Staples Center, got me another video down there. No, you drove to Staples Center. Went, went over to the Marriott, with, you know, the Rich Carlton, and, and, and partied over there for a little bit, and then came home, went to sleep, went to Vegas the following day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. To be Clipper Darrell. That, <laughs> congr hey, congratulations, my man, because you've been there from the beginning. What, what, hey, you, hey, hey, you and your boy been in there. Absolutely. You and I both kind of yeah. came in around the same time yeah. during the uh, Darius Miles. Yep. Uh, uh, Lamar Odom, High Flying, Quentin Richardson, Corey Maggette, EB, the Young Gun Clippers. That's kind of when we fell in love with them. And what a crazy trip it's been. That was not too long. It was like two years out of the Clippers being called by Sports Illustrated the worst franchise in sports history. Yeah. That's about 20 years ago now. Exactly. So if hindsight is 2020, look, I never doubted Kawhi Leonard was coming. Did you doubt? I never doubted. Me neither. Paul, Paul George gave me the uppercut, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Paul George gave me it. <laughs> so if hindsight is 2020, are the Clippers champions in 2020? Of course. 2020, baby. No L -A -R doubt. L.A. our way. I cannot wait to see you at the Clipper Championship Parade. Exactly. On Figueroa. In the Clipper car, baby. You know I got a new one coming out. Ooh, <laughs> that's a scoop. You heard it here first. All right, thanks, Clipper. Dale. Congratulations. All right, I've got the one and only Nick Hamilton here. Nick, is this the greatest moment in Clipper Nation history thus far? I mean, it's the greatest moment thus far. I mean, you got two... Uh, you know, great stars in Kawhi Leonard and, you know, Paul George. I mean, you got a two, a, two, the best two-way player in the game, in Kawhi Leonard, who just came off a championship, so he knows what it means and knows what it takes to win a championship, which I think is something that the Clippers were missing as far as that experience. Now they have it. They have a, a, another great guy and a great star in Paul George who's going to get try to get the job done. Um, he's a perfect number two. He's the he's a complimentary Nightwing to Batman. I won't call him Robin. I'll call him Nightwing. He's, a he's his man. own. Yeah, he's his <laughs> own man. Um, so I think it's a great day for, for Clipper history. I think it's a great day in Clipper Nation. Uh, fans should be excited. Fans should be happy. And it's a great day for the city of Los Angeles yes. because now L.A. is truly the basketball mecca. You have the yes. Los Angeles Lakers with their roster who's going to be competitive, and now you have another competitive roster in the Los Angeles Clippers. So it's going to be nothing but 82 games a night, you know, 82 nights out of the season, 
Staples Center is going to be rocking. Yes, and you're right. Clipper Nation is going to be rocking as well. So they have a lot to be happy about and a lot to cheer for. Where were you? What were you doing when the story drops that crazy night of the earthquake? Oh, man. Um, I was actually at Dodger Stadium. Really? Um, oh, you, did you feel the earthquake? Oh, right? yeah. I was ready to get up out of there, man. I don't fool with Dodger <laughs> Stadium like that. I mean, I love Dodger Stadium, but uh, when it comes to earthquakes in California and right. buildings, it's not Third the ideal. park in yeah, the Yeah, it's not leagues. the ideal spot to right. be when it comes to a quake. But it was cool. Everything was great, man. But the real earthquake happened in the NBA circles when Kawhi announced where he was going to go because yes. the reports have been that, you know, the Clippers were essentially out of it unless they were able to find a second star. Right. We didn't know where that second star was going to come from. Um, Do you believe that those were accurate with hindsight now being 2020? I think they were accurate to a degree, but I think, you know, in, in, like anything else, it's, it's the old, you know, kindergarten game. If it's 30 kids in the class and you whisper one thing by the time it yes. gets to the 30th kid, it's somewhat distorted. And I think that's what happened with this situation. But again, the Clippers at the moment were essentially out of it because we didn't know where they were going to find that second, you know, it starts to compliment Kawhi Leonard. We later found out that Kawhi, you know, was talking to Paul George on the low. Um, but we also found out later that Kawhi was talking to Kevin Durant, guys like Jimmy Butler, right. trying to find a way to get to the Clippers. Um, but, you know, Kawhi kept his options open, which he should have and had every right to. Um, nobody should feel like they've been played. Um, it's it's part of the business. I call Kawhi Kaiser Sose because that's what he was as far as <laughs> the NBA free agency goes. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this was when Paul George said it was destiny for these two guys to be together because I genuinely forgot they were – Indiana Pacers together for like a half hour or whatever it was. Yeah. What was your big takeaway from today, Nick? Just the camaraderie of, of, of the in the brotherhood that these guys share, and I'm also it made me interested to see how much that brotherhood and that camaraderie is going to translate to the rest of the team. I mean, think about their defensive jungle now. You put Patrick Beverly, yeah. you put Paul George, you put Kawhi Leonard together. That's a defensive jungle now. You've been in the locker room for years. I feel like last season's Clipper locker room unparalleled it was the best locker room that i've seen clipper nation bring even just more cohesive even than the chris paul blake griffin days yeah, it just seemed lighter they were more locked in they were having fun it just seemed like a better locker room well it was no self no ego and that's what you had in that locker room there were no Beverly's superstars and lou williams's locker room right and it was and it, it wasn't really their locker room True, because they they, they yeah. said hey we are a team it's us it's not me it's not them it's us and that's the mentality that they have and it's great to see the same mentality translate over with super with a superstar like Kawhi Leonard and a star like Paul George coming into the fold learning the system because people forget they have to learn the system yeah. and also too how long is it going to take before all of these guys jail because remember these guys didn't have a superstar last year and they won 48 games mm. how is it going how are they going to be able to jail and complement each other in their games now that they have a, 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 a perennial all-star in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George as well. I hearken this back to Chris Paul joins Blake Griffin big two and Doc sold it as a big three when Doc joined but back then Chris Paul joins the Clippers mm -hmm. it's Vinny Del Negro's Clippers my cousin Vinny <laughs> it's uh what's his name Donald Sterling's Clippers Who? it's a night and day different thing happening a different organization from the top down now we got Jerry West now we've got Lawrence Frank now we've got coach Doc Rivers now we've got the best owner in all of sports Steve Ballmer arguably and we've got this great locker room that we were talking about this is exponentially bigger and better for Clipper Nation I think than that Chris Paul strike shortened season around Christmas time when we got that Christmas gift. It definitely looks great on paper. Again, now we have 82 games to execute what we believe and what a lot of Clipper fans believe that's going to happen, which is getting to the chip. Remember, first things first, they have to make the Western Conference Finals, something they've never, never done, done in their history of being yes. the Clippers um, from the time in San Diego to moving to Los Angeles. So that is, I'm sure that's their first goal is to make the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, ultimately, the goal is to win the chip, but you got to take step by step. And the one thing about Doc I think he's learned is not taking things too far in advance. you got to take it step by step build with the season, see how the first half of the season goes, assess that, get to the all-star break, come out the second half, okay, now we need to make our run. It, because the NBA season is ebbs and flows. Oh, yeah. So, it, and it's a long season, as, as Kawhi mentioned as well. So, how long does, how many games does Kawhi play? Is he going to be back on the load management? I tend to believe that he's going to be a part of load management. Now, it may be reduced load management, yes. but he's still going to be, he's not going to play 82 games. I agree. He's not going to play 79 games. 
I think he may if he plays 65 to 70, maybe you're still winning. Yes. But in the Western Conference, they had to build a team around that to know because you can't slip in the Western Conference. You can't lose three games in a row because you go from second to eight really fast. Um, so I'm looking forward to this season. Um, it's an honor to, to, to cover this season. It's an honor to speak to you. It's an honor to be here. And, uh, you know, Nick Hamilton, Nightfall Media, is, you know, that's what it is. Who you got, 2020 NBA champs? Ooh, I don't like making predictions, man. So I don't know. I'm going to keep it open. But I think both L.A. teams have a great opportunity. Los Angeles? Yeah, I think Los Angeles has a great opportunity of winning. <laughs> we win, But guess what? The fans win every night because yes. whether you're going for the other team or for the Clippers, you're going to win no matter what because you're going to see great basketball being executed. You're going to see great basketball being back in Staples Center, back in Los Angeles. Who knows? We could have a hallway series for the Western Conference Finals. Oh, that's my dream, Nick Hamilton. That hey, is my dream. 20th year of Staples Center being open. 2020. Here we go. All right, thanks, Nick. Thanks, man. I'm here with the artist formerly known as Farbod, now known as Forbes Bod, covering the Clippers for Forbes and Forbes.com. Where were you when the Kawhi and Paul George news dropped? I was on my couch five minutes away from watching Spider-Man, and then I was like, damn, now I can't watch Spider-Man. So I tweeted everything from the side of the theater while the movie was going. So you did see Spider-Man? Like, not the first 30 minutes. <laughs> you came in late. No, I was in there. I was just standing on the side tweeting. Oh, my gosh. All right, so I never doubted for a second. I'm going to get away from this uh, speaker. You got to get out of here. I never doubted for a second that Kawhi was coming. Did you doubt? Did they? Did the other teams and the media scrum that was all false, did it make you doubt, Farbad? I had some slight doubt when a little more highly respected people started saying he was going to the Lakers because I was like, if you're saying it, like Fred Rogan from NBC Sports LA, I was like... Well, you and I respect different people, I guess. Yeah, but I guess I don't respect nobody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the Fred Rogan disrespect club with me. And, and obviously Chris Broussard is also in that oh, club. Oh, that's out. I, I mean, I didn't believe him regardless, and I didn't believe Stephen A, because Stephen A said Doc was going to be a Laker, and it's like, yeah, and he signed insane. his extension. That was insane. So I guess after this offseason, it became one of those things where I pretty much don't believe anybody except Woj. Right, exactly. And maybe the beat writers. And Woj didn't say anything. Actually, as a matter of fact, Woj kept saying it's a two-horse race between the Clippers and the Raptors. Honestly, what I was worried about was Toronto because they were yeah. deathly silent. And they didn't make any moves. Right. So I was like, if Toronto's not making mo any moves and they're silent, like... I think Toronto and the Clippers both did everything right, and it came down to Kawhi making this decision. Now, obviously, Paul George helps... But both teams did everything right. Yeah. And you just heard him inside. Paul George grew up a Clipper fan. Which Hawaii. Laker fans like to just erase that he said that. I did not realize that they were both on Indiana briefly. For like I forgot an hour. about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, how quickly too. did uh, Kawhi become a spur that same night, right? Yeah, like immediately. <laughs> But I think that's a very cool story that all those years ago they were on well, the same team for a It's cool for Paul George to say it's destiny for them to play together. Very It's cool. very romantic. It's destiny for you and I to be on this podcast right now, Farbod. Apparently, with Forbes Bod. <laughs> with Forbes, Forbes Bod getting wild. Have you been to one of these Clipper rec centers that Balmer built? No. It's pretty sweet, right? Yes. All right, it's let's get it's over, a party here. Let's get over there and see what the heck's going on. Thanks a lot, Farbod. Let's boogie. Go Clips. All right, I'm here with new dad, Dan Weikey. Who is the only established journalist to ever be in my garage to do a clip? That cast. is true. I'm telling you. You let me out too. I thought the ropes would be tighter. <laughs> I did. It was terrible. What a long, strange trip it's been to get to this moment from that garage, Wikey. It's um, it's pretty wild. This is a, a this is a thing. That's Where? my that's my journalistic. Uh, this this is, is a, a thing. Yeah. Where were you when the uh, the story dropped? I was in the movie. I was at the movies seeing Spider-Man. Seeing Midsummer. Oh, how was it? Eh, it was okay. good. I mean, it was good. It's weird. But it was like, no, nah, and it was something that, you know, obviously, I never thought they were out of it in the way that it was presented. It was always a lot of signs pointed to the Clippers, obviously, with hindsight. I think I think it was a really interesting sort of recruitment, and, and, and the way the business got handled of it was fascinating. But, you, you know, they're going to enter next season in a position they've never really been before. They've been sort of like the darling like pick they've never been a consensus favorite and they're a consensus favorite right now and, and it'll be really interesting to see how how they handle that especially when you consider no one really knows exactly when we're going to see Kawhi and Paul on the court together 
So you said hindsight basically is 2020. Are the Clippers champions in 2020? I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I think I think if we know anything from last year is that this league changes fast. Uh, injuries happen. Things happen. Uh, fits are right. Sometimes, sometimes fits are wrong. I think it's a good fit. I think they're going to be a really good team. Does that ultimately lead to a championship? I, I don't know. I think, though, they're in as good of a position as they've been in probably since like 2014 to win isn't this an easier team to root for i mean i i i, I don't know i mean i think someone has a little overboard those clipper teams in the past it's like yeah i mean a little hard to root i think for. i think it was like you, you know this team has a clear identity and it's an easy one to get behind in terms of just you know how they play it's a lot of guys that were at one point or another undervalued um and i think people like to root for those guys but it's going to be hard to sell underdogs and underdogism right now. We're it's going to no be tough. And, and I think that's a team that it's going to be interesting to see. Can they keep that sort of that, you know, from the dirt mentality that made them so fun to watch last year now that they have top line talent? Now that Arash is at LA Times, is his, has his head gotten bigger? Um, his waist has gotten smaller. That's right. That's a hot take from Dan Weike. Thank you, sir. Congrats, Dan. Yovan Buha, where were you when the news dropped, my friend? I was packing for Las Vegas. Uh, for the summer league. Summer league, yeah, yeah. So did it change everything you were about to pack? <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, no. Changed my mindset. Sure. Well, you uh, knew you – I mean, look, like – if he doesn't come, there's not as many great stories to cover from you. Uh, 100%. Right? So all of a sudden, this news drops. This puts a whole different spin on your trip to Vegas. Uh, I mean, really on my, on my job. You know, Absolutely. And I loved your job. most recent article. Thank you. That Thank was you. excellent coverage. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it was big. It changed Vegas. It changed kind of the approach of, like, you know, it kept, it kept kind of raising the stakes. Because originally, like, you know, a couple weeks before the draft, it was kind of like, they're gonna have two second round picks. Like, there's not really much there. Second right. round guys sometimes don't even make the roster. Like, there's not much to be excited about or kind of interested in. That draft night and was real chill. Draft night, trade into the first round. Oh. Now it's like, all right, now they have a first round pick. A guy who's gonna be on the roster, interesting guy who might even get some playing time. Yep. And then, um, uh, then of course the the Kawhi and PG news dropped, and it wasn't just one guy; it was two. And, and I think that really just changed the dynamic of everything. In hindsight, was he always going to the Clippers? I think so. Right? Um, I, I think it was just a matter of getting that second guy and it being the right second guy. But, um, I mean, look, you never know with these things. Like, we've seen guys, DeAndre, Marcus Morris this summer, um, back out and, and change their minds. And you've heard situations where it sounded like guys are going somewhere and it's like, this is a lock, and then you go somewhere else. So you never really know until you know with, with these types of things. But um, I do think now that we kind of have a clearer picture of the whole situation. Um, I think he was intent on, on coming to the Clippers as long as they were able to kind of get that second guy. Is this the most exciting moment in Clipper Nation history thus yeah, by, far? Yeah, by, by far. I don't even think it's close. Um, you know, Chris, getting Chris, you know, drafting Blake was huge. Yeah. Getting Chris was huge. Um, but those are two I, separate things. Those are two separate things. Yeah, and, two and separate I think players. Really, like, the combination of these two is at a, a different level. I mean, you, you could probably make the argument that Chris and Blake at their peaks together were on a similar level. Sure. Um, but I just think, like, there's something about it being, like, perimeter wings where... They didn't have the coach, didn't have a team around them. But also just, like, historically, if you look at, like, the championship formula, like, if look at the last 20, 25 years, it's, it's Jordan, it's Kobe, it's LeBron, like, it's Kawhi. Like, you need those, like, two-way perimeter guys. And for as good as, as Chris and Blake... Word. They always lacked wings. You know, they, they never had wings. Right. And, you know, little JJ, but, like, it, just different level. And, sure. and I think having not just one but two of those guys, like, to me, this is probably the best defensive perimeter combination uh, we've seen since since Scotty and MJ. Um, and and I, I just think this is going to be an insane, you know, few years, however long it goes. If hindsight is twenty twenty, are the Clippers champions in 2020? Uh, I think so. I think b barring – Barring sure. full health, you yep. know, or yep. at least yep. health to the key six, seven guys, uh, yes. 
You heard it here first. Listen to Jovan Buha on Clip City, my favorite Clippers podcast. I'm here with Tomer Azarli. I am not here with Farbod right now. I am here with Tomer Azarli. I got my name right. Tomer Azarli, as opposed to Forbes Bod, and I don't know how to say the I don't know how to say the last name, but Tomer. Forbes Bod, I'm so sorry. Okay, so where were you when the Kawhi news dropped? Um, packing for Las Vegas Summer League. Got ready to go to sleep. Uh, was about to call it a night. And then, boom, 10.53. Clippers get Kawhi Leonard commitment. 10.55 or whatever it was. Paul George traded. And then all hell breaks loose, literally. How much literally. did that change your trip to Las Vegas Summer League? Because now all of a sudden you got a lot to write about. Well, I, w- I was afraid it would happen on, on my flight because that's just how things happen with me. Right, right, right. right. So I figured it happened on my flight. Um, the next you morning, report in real time. Yeah, you know, you miss out an hour and you're you lose. So exactly. Um, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. I I just forgot your question. Honestly, what was your question? I forgot. <laughs> How much crazy. did that change your trip to Las oh, Vegas? Oh, Summer? Like yeah. now all of a so, sudden you've got so much to talk about, to write about, to ask people about. I mean, first of all, Farbod wants me to tell everyone that I love him. Um, <laughs> It, it was it was it was just really really busy. I got a lot of congratulations. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Clipper fans showed up. Uh, there's just so much more buzz around the team. People were saying, "Oh, will Kawhi and Paul George show up to the press co- to the uh, Vegas?" Just like Anthony, Anthony and Davis and LeBron did. No, they did not. They didn't. They didn't sign yet. So no. But um, yeah, it was just it was just hectic. It was crazy. It was busy. Um, but it's that's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing during the off season. So. All right. So hindsight is twenty twenty. Wasn't it? kind of obvious that he was coming or did you get swallowed in the hype machine did you ever doubt that he was coming I mean I talked to you draft night yeah and you said it's between you and I talked about it. it's either yeah. the Raptors or, or, the, the, Clippers. or the Clippers yeah uh the, the when free agency started as the days went by I sort of just stepped back and was like okay let's just let's just see how each meeting goes what comes out of it and uh I think I, I wasn't super confident about any one team, but I will say that you know the one team we saw didn't really leak anything. Clippers was the Clippers. Um, you know the Raptors meeting location leaked, but that was pretty much it. Uh, Magic Johnson had a leak fest uh, about his talk with uh, Kawhi's uncle, so that leak fest. Yeah, is so it, it felt like way to describe it. It felt like just they were out of it. But Kawhi is getting helicopters following him around in yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I mean, Here in again, Hollywood, that was probably we're just leaving him alone. Yeah, but we had the plane tracking thing with LeBron. People track planes. We we tracked when LeBron landed in, in Van Nuys Airport last year, uh, before he signed with the Lakers. So it wasn't a surprise to see people find that stuff out. But uh, just you know, the Clippers were reportedly talking to him every day, uh, constant communication, trying to trying to work. Trying to, trying to just, you know, stay in contact. And um, you didn't hear anything out there with the media. And I felt like that 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 gave us a bit of a, you know. An edge. Optimism sure. that maybe something would happen. Uh, but, again, you just don't know until you know. You just don't. So, If hindsight is twenty twenty, are the Clippers champions in 2020? I hope so. I mean, they got a squad. I think they're the Vegas favorites or tied with the, with the Lakers for Vegas favorites. So, um I mean, I would love it. It'd be fun to celebrate a championship here in LA for the for the other team. Um, I'd love to, yeah. I'd love to, yeah. That'd be amazing. This moment right now is the biggest moment in Clipper Nation history, correct? Well, I tweeted this out earlier. It's like it's like it's like the one B to the one A, which was July fifth, ten fifty three, ten fifty one, when Kawhi uh-huh. uh, made his commitment, and then Paul George. This is all part commitment. of it. This so it's like a right. one. That was the one A. This is the one B. It's all part of the thing. Like Doc said, you know, this is this is a fine moment, but it's not going to be our finest moment. We still have a good year coming up. Uh, hopefully, a championship run. So this this is just like you know the start of something special. Yes, but it isn't quite the end of a special. Kawhi Leonard Paul George press conference clipcast because before we sound the final horn, let's hear a little bit more from the men of the hour, Kawhi Leonard and PG-13 Paul George. For me, I grew up a Clippers fan. Uh, I love the Clippers. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty awesome. I was, as much as a Clippers fan I was, I was a Kobe fan. So I think now with what me and Kawhi can do, we can, you know, inspire that next generation um, to want to go out on that court. I think how we play is a lost art in the NBA, where guys want to get after it on both ends. 
time. So I think for us, we get that, that same opportunity to give back to the next generation and kind of rebrand basketball in that sense. Um, but, you know, Clifford's been my team. So, um, you know, for me, it was a chance to come back home and be a part of something that was already special. Um, I'm not a guy that comes in with an ego with, with, you know, that I'm the man. Like, I want to be a part of something special. I want to help build something special. And, you know, it's a surreal to be home understand the dynamics of the, of the NBA in this town and the giant shadow cast over the Clippers by the Lakers all these years. How important is it for both of you to lead this team out of that shadow? Um, I mean, as far as the last few years, uh, 
as far as a basketball standpoint, uh, the Clippers have been better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot better. Tris, crazy at the sound of the switch. 